This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Now, Kramer and Jess, mornings on Mix 1065. Which one of these sound like you in the office? I just found out yesterday there's such thing as the five love languages at work. Oh, nice. And my mom and I were talking about it on my podcast that I do with her. It's called Certified Mama's Boy. And she asked me this question and I was like, I don't know. She goes, what is Jess's work love language? And for as long as you and I have worked together, out of these five work love languages, I I didn't know what to tell her. And I felt kind of like a crappy friend for that, to be honest with you. I mean, kind of. So let me read these <laughs> to you. And I mean, Loki. Uh, and you tell me which one of these that you fall into, okay? Because okay. honestly, this can be used to better your relationships at work, maybe with your boss. And I think that we all need to know our own work love languages, which is different than our romantic love languages. Yeah. Just so we know how to interact better, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll give them to you. Number one, words of affirmation, which is just like with the romantic kind too. Yeah, good you know? job. High five. Blase, blase. You're the kind of person that likes praise. Uh, you, you know, you want to hear a great job. Specifically, you did good on this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's tangible gifts and perks, which is basically you want to, you know, you're the person that loves when your company gives you the office pizza parties. Yeah. You love getting that or you love maybe getting the uh, the 10% off of the store you work because that's a perk. That's yeah. important to you. There's quality time, meaning that you really love having meetings. Like you love to have face-to-face contact with your employees or with your uh, with your boss. Like that's important to you. So maybe during the pandemic, if you really struggled, right, because you wish you could have time face-to-face with coworkers, just that personal interaction. You could be a quality time mm-hmm. coworker. There's acts of service. These are people that really appreciate when like a boss makes a move to. Uh, make the work environment better. You know, they're moving things around in your schedule, possibly. You walk into work and you're like, hey, I'm, um, you know, I've got 3,000 things to do today. And your boss like, you know what? I'll, t- I'll, I'll t- handle 20 of those. Don't even worry about it. I yeah. got you. Then you're probably an acts of service. And the fifth one, which is completely different than the romantic ones, is money. Money is how you are motivated. You want money. That's really all you, all you care about. Yeah. So out of those, which one of those work love languages are is you. Mm-hmm. Money. Money. I'd say work love language would be nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I did not expect that. Well, I think because it's different. It's like in a romantic relationship, I don't care about gifts, mm-hmm. but I would care about that here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that's different. I think it's just kind of a a way. I think in your in your job in your workplace. Money is how they show you that you're appreciated and they value you. So that's how I take it. I just wouldn't have guessed that for you. 
You just I don't seem maybe, like a very, a very money motivated person. Now, me on the other hand, but I'm not though. I'm not. I I'm not like it's. I think it's the reason why it's important to me is because I think it's hard for. I think with with women not getting paid what they deserve, when I see people making it a point in the workplace to make sure that you get what you deserve, I appreciate that. So you'll take that over all the other four. You'll take money over having good things said to you, perks, gifts, your boss taking things off your plate. You would, at the end of the day, just want money the most. Yeah. Okay. Surprising. I, I fall very much words of affirmation. Like, I want to be told that I did a good job. But yeah, money's like way important to me too. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get that, we that gotta bag. We got to pay bills. I'm trying to get that bag at the end of the day. Maybe you've got some advice for this text message that we got from the 443. It says, hi, I'm in 11th grade and starting school today. Can you give me some helpful tips? That's from Tova. And tell me why when I saw this text, I, I cringed a little bit. Why? I cringed a little bit. High school was really hard for me. I was not the popular kid. I was the, looking back now, was not the fat kid, but I was heavier than a lot of the other kids. And I got picked on a lot. Like most of my high school life was getting picked on. I would have what you pretty much considered like in any typical high school movie you see, I was like the nerd, right? I was the one getting quote unquote pushed into the locker, stuff like that. So when I saw that text, man, I'm like, man, there are so many things now that I'm 20 years removed this year from high school. I wish I would have known back in 11th grade I wish I could have processed back in 11th grade. And we'll open that question up to you as well, because I think we could crowdsource this answer really well this morning. Totally. Like, what advice could you give somebody that's starting or that's in high school this year? Things that, like, we as adults could look back on Mm -hmm. and be like, man, I wish I would have known this. Number one piece of advice I can give you is none of this is going to matter. None of the problems that you're going to experience this school year are really going to make any impact on the big scheme of life. Right now, you are in a fishbowl of of people. And that fishbowl is pretty small. And it kind of seems like, man, my whole entire life, like, is this what it's going to be like? Because I've got this, you know, three, 400 people, 20 people, 5,000 people, however big your high school is. And I don't get along with this person, this person. Your world is about to expand so big Mm -hmm. you're about to meet so many new people and you're going to get along with so many more people than you possibly could even have in your high school please don't think that life feels like high school forever because i promise you it it will if you don't if you're not happy you're having a hard time in high school man like i was getting picked on all the time feeling like it just, just didn't fit in you will find your group. You will find your crowd. And you will find someone that you truly do love. If you're like, I can never find, I'm never going to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Just awesome people are on the way. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Just 11th grade. Junior year. What were you, How were, what was your vibe in high school? My vibe was, I was very, I was weird. Mm-hmm. I was weird. And I was, I was in theater. I was not like, I was not a cheerleader. Um, My mom wouldn't let me be. And I definitely struggled with confidence a lot. And I, I think that, I think also just 
from the girl's perspective, like thinking I was supposed to be like, you know, I've, I don't have a boyfriend and I, I've never been kissed before and boys don't approach me that way and, mm-hmm. and I'm uncomfortable with them and all that kind of stuff. So I was pretty awkward. I think my best friend and I, we were joking about this the other day that we spent our pretty much our entire high school career just like in my room making like funny videos. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So and what I advice? Think, I mean, so, looking back yeah. now, what, what advice would you give? Advice that I would give to a high schooler this is, year. Do not obsess with people that you think you're supposed to be friends with. Mm. And whether it is one person or three people, to keep them close to you and really spend time with those people because this is kind of the only time in your life that you get to be a kid and that you can just hang out with your friends and you can also just hang out with your family. So really, really take advantage of that because after that real life starts so don't try to grow up so fast and really really treasure those moments when you can just go hang out in the back of your friend's truck and go get some sonic and just eat a burger and like just have no responsibilities because those are going to be the moments that you remember today in dog news yeah i i freaking love dogs they're like my favorite things on the planet and i feel like radio stations don't do a good job we're talking about what's happening in the dog world. Do you agree? They don't. And when's the last time you flipped around her dog news? Nobody yeah, does it. Nobody does it. <laughs> so, we're the only ones. So, I, don't, I don't know because it's just not a good segment or because people just don't care. But we will. We'll bring you the dog news. Okay? There's one thing that most car makers are looking at Tesla and trying to emulate their new cars. I mean, Tesla. I, I can't even get into Teslas. I had Tesla as a Uber a few weeks ago. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you tried? Yeah, which is very fancy. For, and that was like the, the standard line. I didn't ask for the upgrade. Interesting. But a Tesla pulled up. Yeah. I couldn't even open the door handle. Have you tried to open a door handle on a Tesla before? No, I so don't confusing. think I've been in one, actually. <laughs> so, like, to me, Teslas are more confusing than they're worth. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of features. Like, for example, one feature people like is you can change your horn sound. Okay? Okay. Not just standard horn. You can go in, change it. One thing, though, that car makers are flocking to add to their cars, and we're talking Ford, Nissan, Jeep, is that Tesla, in case you don't know, has a dog mode in their car. Have you seen this? No. It's dog mode, because it's still hot outside. So what they do, their, their Y, their 3, their S, and their X versions of Teslas come with this interior environmental control dog mode. So basically, when you get out of your car... You can set a temperature for your dog. Okay, so this is when you leave your dog in the car for a second. That's it. Like, you're going to run inside? Because most of the time, like... And you can change the temperature inside the car. But your car's not running. So, like, nobody can break into your car and steal it. It just literally... It's a dog mode. Yeah. So, like, it knows that your dog is in the car. It's going to run the temperature for them. And it puts a little message on the screen that says temperature control car uh-huh. so people don't feel like oh my god there's a dog stuck in the car where the window's not rolled down right you know oh so the windows stay windows up. stay everything stays up your dog is completely air conditioned and so Tesla didn't know this was going to be a hit because no other car does that yeah but now other car makers are saying like we love dog mode and they're going to come to the new 2023 models I mean it makes sense of a lot of new cars Mix 106.5 when your best friend runs out of advice and your therapist won't return your calls and how does that make you feel there's group therapy with Kramer and Jess. I think you can agree that there's never a really a great time to lie to your friends, but if right. you had to, this would probably be one of those situations. Yeah. 
Welcome to group therapy. Uh, in case you're you're new to this, if you're a good person at giving advice, mm-hmm. you're probably great for this segment, right? Yeah, listeners reach out to Kramer and myself when they're going through something in their life. And sometimes you just need an outside perspective. And then we reach out to you guys and your neighbors get involved too to help you out. To be honest, we had somebody else scheduled for group therapy today. And then we got an email late last night. And I was like, oh, we got to get you on today. Sloan from Glen Burnie, good morning. Hi, how are you? We're good. So this uh, this this just fell into our lap this morning. So uh, explain explain the situation. Okay, so my best friend, very very best friend from home, is getting married in two weeks. Okay, and she <laughs> is right though, first of all, mm-hmm. total right though. Um, and so last time, last night, she was texting me late, like at 10 p.m. late. And I was like, I'm about to go to sleep. And she was freaking out about her dress. She's like, oh, my God, I think it's ugly. And just some backstory real quick is I went dress shopping with her. But we got, like, pretty drunk. Um, well, yeah. But, like, yeah. <laughs> thing, so, because they, they give you champagne, don't oh. they? Yeah, they give you champagne. So she was, like, super obsessed with this dress and, like, loved it so much. And I hated it like I didn't like it but we were having champagne she was having a good time and I didn't want to tell her it was ugly yeah um and I'm pretty sure last night was the first time she put it on sober and now she thinks it's ugly Mm. and she is planning on calling me today after work (laughs) and talk about it and I don't know what to do do I tell her it's ugly or do I tell her it's fine because it's two weeks to the wedding and I don't know who can get a wedding dress for two weeks. Oh, Give me no. an idea of a price range of, of this wedding dress because uh, do you remember how much the dress costs? I think that also is going to play a big factor in how much I think I might convince her that it's beautiful. I mean, I think it was a couple thousand. Okay. Uh, woo! And Okay, all right. Well, let, the phone number first, 410-583-1065. Um, at this point, should Sloan just be honest and say, you know, because, I mean, you turn to your best friend, I feel like, for honesty, you know, and if the dress is ugly and Sloan thought it was ugly originally, right? And now the best friend's just realizing it. Um, what are you supposed to do? Jess, you want to go first? Oh, my gosh, because she's already been such... A, because she's already been so stressed out leading up to the wedding, I just don't know if this is going to be, like, the thing that literally makes her That's fall thinking, apart man. because it's so close. I feel like in this situation, what I would do is I would not tell her you thought it was ugly in the beginning. Like, that's just adding salt into the wound. But I would ask her, is this going to ruin your day? When you put on that dress and you walk down the aisle, are you going to be in tears because you're so uncomfortable in what you have on? Or do you need to do something about it? Or, or, hang on. Now, go with me here. Are you a good friend by knowing that she's a little bit on edge right now, that there's no way to change this, so why not just be dishonest about it? Yeah. Knowing there's nothing to do. And honestly, by saying something, it's only going to add more stress to the situation. And anxiety. Is it better, honestly, just to not, like, is it actually a better friend move? Just to lie. To lie point. and be like, what are you talking about? No, it's beautiful, girl. You look great. Yeah, like you're just, just nervous. Ju- there's no way to change it now, right? I'm assuming yeah. there's no, it, it, the dress has been fitted, I'm sure, at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, alterations and everything, so, of course. there's no way you can, like, take it back now. Um, Sloan, let's get some advice, okay? Our phone number okay. is 
106.5. Does she lie? Is she honest? How does she handle it? Stephanie and Perry Hall, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Good. What do you, I mean, do you, are you honest about it? Are you straight up honest about the situation and say the dress is kind of ugly or do you just... Eh? What do you do? Can we just I bypass think, the truth on this one? I think there needs to be a little bit of a lie because it's two weeks away. Right. So I think what she should do is tell her, you know, you know what? I think the dress looks fine, but if you're unhappy, let's see what we can find and see if we can get it in two weeks and see what will make you happy. Do you even give her an inch with that, though? That's that's that that's kind of what I'm questioning right now. You know, because I feel I remember getting married. I remember the way that I and my ex-wife now reacted in those last and go time. Like yeah. it's it's so chaotic. It's so crazy. Yeah, less than two weeks away. I don't even know if, if I would even want to be given an inch to even get that thought process going of should I look for another dress? I know. I think I think that if it's the problem is is that she if it is really that ugly you have as as a friend need to give her a chance to see if she can find something else yes i okay. agree with you because okay. otherwise her day will be ruined Ruined? Yeah, she'll have those dress, yes. dress in her pictures, and she'll remember it forever and be miserable. And she'll okay. be sad every right. time she looks at him. Fair enough. Thank you so much for calling us. Have a great week, okay? You too. 410-583-1065. Andrea from Baltimore, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're good. Does she lie or does she straight up say the dress is ugly? I don't think she's just straight up say it's ugly, but I definitely would let her know, like, hey, if you really don't like it, we could go and look at some other dresses. Everybody, okay. Everyone's kind of got I that same. I think she should tell the truth. Yeah. I, I, everyone's kind of got that same opinion. It is a big day. It is a big it's day. It's the biggest day. It is a big day, but here's the problem. We're so close to the day. Like, we've made Can a decision, we? and I just don't know now if by getting that thought to continue in her head, is it not just a better friend to be like, listen, the dress is great. It's great. It's the one you picked. It's the one you, you know, go with your gut and just go with it, you know? What do you think, Andrea? I don't think so. I don't think she's a lie. I mean, two weeks is definitely enough time to buy another dress or exchange it and get it altered. There's got to be somebody that can agree with that theory. That maybe lying is the best situation here. You want her to lie to her friend? That's what you're saying right now? Listen, I'm not big online, but in this situation, I don't know how to make it better. You didn't have to just... wear the dress in your wedding. Hey, Mike, good morning. Yeah. You think you think she's going to tell her that the dress is ugly then, or can she just lie it off? Oh, lie it off. I mean, it's a very important day, and there's nervousness going all around, and it'll make her feel good. Yeah, right? And, like, Jess, this is the point. Mike, are you sure? <laughs> Maybe I don't this, think so. I don't know. We, Mike, you're the first male caller we've had on the air. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this is just a man's mentality of like, let's just fix it and move on. Definitely. Right? I agree. Let's just like, why why put any, any more emotion into this than we have to? You got enough to worry about right now. Mm-hmm. Jess, I cannot wait. I'm going to remember this day before you get married, two weeks before your wedding. I'm going to come to you with some nonsense. Just like, remember that time you told that girl to change her wedding dress two weeks before the wedding? Whatever. I'm just trying to make sure that she is happy on one of the biggest days of her life. And and I know what it's like to be uncomfortable in your own skin and yeah, when you're uncomfortable in it. what you're wearing. And I can imagine having that feeling on your wedding day. Who was on six? Uh, Anita. Anita. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. We just lied this one off, right? Yeah. So, no. I think that what matters most is whether or not the bride-to-be feels good. Mm -hmm. So, regardless if the friend thinks that it's ugly, if the bride-to-be thinks it's ugly, then we should be looking for a new dress. You, you You would seriously give your best friend that advice two weeks before her wedding? 
A hundred percent. And I have. Are you, are you <laughs> have? Oh, you have? Yes. What well, happened? She found a new dress and she loved it. And so you said just switch everything up. Oh, absolutely. And how long before the wedding was it? It was a month, but... Uh, okay. Still. <laughs> still. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Was this mom being an a-hole or was I just being too sensitive in this situation? And I'm sure she's a lovely person, but I'm talking about the, the act that she actually did. Was it kind of an a-hole move, okay? Jess and I just got back from Chicago. We went to this radio conference the end, uh, last part of... Uh, of last week, the end part of last week. Mm-hmm. And flying from Maryland to Chicago, y'all, I'm so particular about flights and where I must sit. I am almost, almost like, uh, I, what's the word I'm looking for? It's I would imagine everyone's like this, I, I, except I, people who willing who are willing to sit in the middle seat, like as a choice. I feel like everybody else is very, very particular on where they need to sit. I must have an aisle seat. Mm-hmm. Like I must, like I will fight for that thing. I book my flights like, three months early just to make sure I can get an aisle seat. Like, I'm very particular about getting an aisle seat. So, you know what? I booked my flight, got my aisle seat. I was good to go. Sat down, you know, got got settled in. Flight took off. Probably 10 minutes into the flight, I feel a tap on my shoulder. And I'm like, I look around, and it's this woman. And she goes, hey, that's my son sitting next to you. Would you mind if we switch seats so that I could sit next to him? And, of course, as a decent person, I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem, right? Yeah. So I, after I've made the agreement, I stand up, and she goes, my seat's back there. Literally, this woman had the very back row of the plane, which we can all agree is the worst row of them all. And I'm like, I'm like a third of the way in, right? So I'm like, I'm like towards the front. Yeah. Aisle seat. Not only did I... Was it the back row? It was the middle seat next to possibly the most gigantic barbarian of a man that I've ever sat next to in a flight. So I obviously, I'm not going to argue with the woman because I've already agreed to it. And obviously, if I can put a family together, I want to keep them together. Well, yeah, I think that's always, like, she was very, very far away from him. How old was he? 
I'm so bad at kids' ages. Let's just say 10. Okay. Okay. But not like a baby. Yeah, this, but... This man could fend for himself if he needed to. Yeah, but still. If a fight broke out, he'd be able to handle his own. But she couldn't But she couldn't see him, though. No, couldn't see him. Right. But now I'm sitting in the very back row of the plane mm-hmm. in the most uncomfortable of all the seats. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Do you think that was an a-hole move of her to do? To ask me to give up my luxury of the aisle seat? Yeah. Just so her and her son could sit together. Now, I don't have kids, so, like, sometimes I I, I get a little perplexed because I'm sitting. I mean, I'm, like, in the back row, y'all. We've got an hour and a half flight. I'm now an hour and 20 minutes left. Not the worst. I'm seething, though. Yeah, let's take all the let's take all these factors in. Like, it's, it's only, I mean, you got played. Let's just say that. Did I? So, you so, got, you, no, listen. You got played 100%. You have a right to be upset. That sucks. Yeah. You got played. However... What she did was necessary because I would want to see where if I couldn't see my kid and all the way back, like, I'm for you got to do what you got to do. I guess. Hey, Mix, who's this? Good morning. This is Stacy. I have three kids mm-hmm. and you totally got played. I would every single time make sure that I was with my kids if I had to pay extra to move their seat up or I would book three months ahead, like you said, to get a good seat. Yeah. There's no reason she couldn't have spoken to somebody at the desk. Especially if the kid was underage. Mm-hmm. That was totally a blank move on her part. So so in your mind that was an a hole mom move. Absolutely. Wow, okay. Well no, she she totally she totally dropped the ball and I totally agree. And I think Kramer got played, but like she I mean, do we still see her point as to why she moved though? Or would you just like not sit next to your kid? And I'm asking you as a mom. As a mom, I would feel like a total heel if I were on opposite sides. Okay. I would never ask someone to get up. I would move my kid. But I couldn't. Honest, after I already said yes, I couldn't then unagree once I saw what seat was. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Why like, didn't she just move I, her kid? No, that, because I, I don't know. I don't know why she didn't just move him to the back. Now you're sitting in my luxury seat. You know? Yeah. So, okay, a-hole mom move. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. 410-583-1065. This is Valerie from Crofton. Hello, Valerie. Hi. I agree it was an a-hole mom move. I have three children, travel with them all the time. I make arrangements to ensure that I'm being with my child. So if this was a situation that she couldn't avoid, uh-huh. she should have asked the flight attendant for help. Okay, yeah. So instead of making a different Just, passenger yeah. move, she should have spoken to them ahead of time? She should have. I mean, on various airplanes, you have opportunities to pay a little extra yes, you right, do. to make right. sure you get in yes, you and do. it isn't going to break the bank. That's true. Do it. Well, okay, so now, I have a couple text messages that say I should have basically undone the agreement. Once I saw where she was sitting, would that oh, then, like, made, then made back? would that have made me the a hole at that point? I mean, I mean, I feel like she'd be like, "There's no take backs." <laughs> no take. Backs. You know what I mean? Wait, do we? Yeah, think, I think. Wait, do I we think possibly think? Have- do we possibly think that she? Okay, what about this? What if she strategically placed her son sitting there, and they had a plan so she didn't have to pay the extra so wow. she could move up? Do we think that's a possibility, Partners or or did crime. she just not plan ahead of time? Partners in crime, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is my shoulder what was feeling. What if you had a, a, an illness and couldn't sit in that seat? What if I did? Claustrophobia Th- or something like that. Where Where were you last week? I needed you on this flight with me. You know, could <laughs> could argue this for me? <laughs> Thank you for calling us. Sure. See ya. Jess thinks that she's seen the epitome of terrible now on social media. And it's been getting bad for years, y'all. Yeah. I don't know when all of a sudden we all thought we had to be 
you know, uh, magazine quality photos for every single thing we post on social media. Listen, I'm no better, okay? Like, I'm no better. I know that when I go do something, I can't just post some random picture. Like, you got to get, like, just the right shot. And especially when we get your family in the photo, everybody's going to look just right and yeah. put together. It wasn't like the photos that our parents used to hang up on us of the refrigerator. Like, mm-hmm. those those are no longer available. Now yeah. it must be the perfect shot. But what you saw this weekend, you think may have been the worst? No, I think it's the worst thing I've ever, ever seen. And I'm also, I've done some crazy things to get pictures. Sure. So I'm not one to judge. I'm not one to judge the effort and we like things throwing, that we've done. We've thrown leaves up in the air. To make it look like, like leaves are falling. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're no better, but. So I understand yeah. the effort, but sometimes you just go too far. And that's literally what happened when I saw this woman do what she did in D.C., when I was looking at all the cherry blossoms and stuff. So the festival, the main festival is this weekend. So it was almost kind of like the pre-party, you know, right now. So it wasn't like as crowded as as it's going to be this weekend. And we're walking and I see this woman literally pull down an entire branch on one of these trees, which you're not supposed to touch the cherry blossoms, by the way. You're not supposed to touch them. She pulls down the branch so it looks like her elbows are on it so she can look like, what? what is it? What am I doing like right leaning, now? Like leaning, like elbow, like, you know, your- f- Elbows on the branch and she wants her hands next to her face, <laughs> like looking away as if she was like almost sitting in the tree in a sense. And if you don't know, these trees were gifted to us in 1912, yeah. okay? So these are not trees that you want to ruin in a sense. And she legit could have snapped the branch off. So this woman does it and I'm like, Oh my God! Makes like, you feel a certain way. Wait, I'm did, looking did she around. Actually, did she break the branch off? She didn't break it down, but she pulled. pulled she down pulled enough. down an entire branch <laughs> to where the the tree is now leaning to the side. Yeah, and it could have snapped. So I see that, and my entire family were like, what the hell? And if that wasn't bad enough, some other lady saw it. She's like, oh, my God, that's such a good idea. And then she walks up and does the same thing. And we're like, yo, you probably shouldn't touch the trees, you know? And I'm like, what would happen? What would happen if she just snapped off the branch? Like, would they get in trouble? It's like, getting so bad, man. It's I just, was shocked. It's how I felt when I went down to Tulum back in November. Tulum, beautiful place, right? It is a beautiful beach, don't get me wrong. But social media has ruined that place. No one's trying to have a good time. Everyone's just trying to look around for the best photo opportunity. And like As you're walking down the beach, it's almost like you can't even be comfortable because you're always in somebody else's shot. I think I figured out why I'm single. All because of this weekend. And tell me if this makes sense to you or not. This is like, whoa, I need to get back in therapy like instantly. I was actually down in Georgia because it's my mom's 70th birthday, which, by the way, so bizarre to me. To watch your mom turn 70 is like mind blowing. Mm -hmm. So thankful for that opportunity, but like so weird to me. Mm -hmm. And as I'm sitting there with 15 people, my mom's friends, family all gathered around this this Italian restaurant in Georgia. And my dad, for some reason, decided he wanted to give a toast to my mom. Yeah. Now, these guys have been married for 50 years. Now, this year will be 50, 51 year this year. And I've always looked at my parents as pretty solid couple. I mean, you know, they drive each other crazy, but they genuinely love each other. Yeah, they're like friends. And what I'm going to show to you right now is like my biggest fear when it comes to a relationship. So imagine we're all sitting there and my dad, you know, dings his glass and he starts, he's like three seconds into this speech. And I decided to grab my camera at this point and he can't even get the words out of his mouth. Cause he's crying. He start like my, my dad, who's pretty tough, Vietnam vet, 
doesn't really show his emotions he's, a lot. He's not emotional. When it comes to my mom, mm-hmm. can never keep it together. Mm-hmm. So he's like now about, imagine, f- three to five seconds into his toast for a birthday. Dad. And like his face, you know that squint you see on someone's face he's when they're about, about to, to cry. cry. Eyes close. Whole face just kind of puckers in. Yeah. And this, the rest of his speech will not last more than 10 seconds because he can't even get the words out. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. We will go back we talking to each other. You chose me 50 years ago. Amen. There you go. Still, it could not, literally, all the man could get out of his mouth Amen. Was, you chose me 50 years ago. Yeah. That's all he could say. Yeah. And I look at that, and it completely freaks me out. Okay, so I don't get, that's like the sweetest thing I've ever Correct. heard. So why why do you automatically go to, so this is why I'm single? I think a lot of people think that relationships must be easy for me because I my parents are very compatible, very much in love. Why wouldn't I be able to see that? And no, like, a healthy relationship is fine. And it's, like, normal. I think my biggest fear is that I'm never going to find somebody that loves me as much as my dad loves my mom and vice versa. And that, like, hit me. Because when I was married for a decade, I never felt anywhere near the kind of love reciprocated. Yeah. That you just heard in that 10 second clip. Like 10 seconds mm-hmm. was like a million times more love than I ever felt in my marriage. So right now you think you have, a f- is what you're trying to work through, that you have a fear of you're never going to find that. So that makes you stuck? It makes me fearful after being married before and not feeling anywhere near that, that like maybe it doesn't exist. Hmm. Makes sense? It makes sense, but I think all the power is in your mind on your perspective because you can also take somebody else who was shown a difficult relationship and they can say the same thing. Whereas, oh, well, love must not be real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and I can, I can attest to that. Like my parents have been through a lot, ups and downs, divorces, getting back together, seeing them dating other people. And just personally, I had to make a choice whether I'm going to think, okay, well, then why try? Mm. Or what can I make of my life instead? And what do I want it to be? So I think with you, you have to look at it as inspiration. This is what I want. And knowing that it's possible because you're lucky enough to see that it's possible because so many people have never even been able to see that. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.